All right, cool. I always feel so extra because I, I don't I don't know if it ever comes across on the mic, but like every time I get ready to like uh, clap my hands, I always like pop my knuckles. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh yeah, like try to uh, time to get this shit done. <laughs> I don't hear it over Skype. I don't hear it either. I I would if he hadn't said anything, I wouldn't have known. I'm gonna start doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Another Day, Another Adventure, a podcast dedicated to covering every Dragon Ball cartoon ever. Uh, I am your host, Colton, and uh, as always with me is my co-host, Sakaki. How's it going, buddy? Everything's great. It's great to be here again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm especially excited because uh, we have our very first guest on this podcast, and I uh, would like to introduce them. Uh, please say hello listener to Marion from various different podcasts that I'm sure we'll go over in a bit. How's it going, Marion? Hello, I'm here, and I'm ready to give you a romance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marion. Um, but yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm very excited to have you on. Again, you're our very first guest, and I think that's uh, that's something really special um, for, uh, you know, for, for eagled-eared listeners. You can't really call them eagle-eyed listeners, because it's, uh, it's an audio <laughs> podcast, but... Um, Maybe bat-eared? I don't know. <laughs> it, it works. Um, but uh, we have actually mentioned you offhand on the show before, um, so it's kind of funny that we've brought you on like a few episodes uh, after the fact. But yeah, um, again, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm, I'm not only excited to have you on the show, but I'm also excited because uh, on this episode of the podcast, we're going to be covering episodes 10 through 13. It's our biggest batch of episodes yet, and not only is it our biggest batch of episodes um you know this is also the end of the first arc yeah uh which is also really exciting it's the end of the first core so if dragon ball were modern anime we would have to wait a couple years for the next (laughs) the next part to be animated it it (laughs) did feel like a season finale it did it did (laughs) it's also funny to say that because apparently the uh the series wasn't immediately uh you know a big juggernaut hit overnight but we'll get to that kind of later on when we kind of talk about the end of the arc but uh yeah, I'm I'm finally excited to kind of finish this first arc. Not that I hated it, but I'm I'm really kind of excited to kind of uh, get through to the you know the stuff after this point. But yeah, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with that material. But um, I think we should just get started. And before we even get to the episodes proper, um, I do kind of want to talk with Marion a little bit since this is your first time on. And uh, you know, we don't have to go through like the entire rigmarole, explain your entire life story with Dragon Ball. But I am kind of curious as to like. Uh, what your background with the series is and like yeah actually before we even get to that i keep interrupting myself um i do want to ask you because as much as i'm interested in like talking with people about their histories histories with dragon ball i kind of feel like it's the kind of series where like uh not everyone's but like most people's stories are probably going to be the same so i'm just going to ask you this did you get into dragon ball through toonami um, I actually watched it before I saw it on Toonami. Oh, okay. Your story is already, like, way more interesting than probably most of the guests we're going to have on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I honestly don't remember the exact specifics of, like, when it was, but, uh, when I was a kid, I used to basically go to Dominican Republic every summer from, like, when, like, the summer after I was born to, like, uh, I think I stopped going around, like, 2009? 
like that exact year because I was uh oh god I'm gonna age myself I I I started going to high school and I was like oh I want to hang out with my friends instead of like going to see family or whatever but uh yeah like I I watched Dragon Ball first like in Spanish uh they had like a like a Latin American dub uh that was like aired on TV and stuff and I watched they would air episodes of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z like back to back it was kind of weird <laughs> like one episode of dragon ball then one episode of z and i was just like oh this is weird <laughs> but uh it was interesting um i think i started watching specifically the episodes where it was like i think krillin and goku doing like the the milk delivery training or whatever oh man that's a good one and i was like oh <laughs> what the hell these kids are just like taking milk everywhere that's funny uh <laughs> That's that's what the whole show's about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was I was really young. I'm just like, oh, this is this is a funny cartoon. It looks nice. And then uh, once it got on like Toonami or whatever, like that's when I started watching more like TV in the Americas. Uh, and I was like, oh yeah, that's the show I saw in DR. That's cool. Now it's in English. And uh, yeah, that, that, it was like I didn't realize like how big it was until like once like the the, the Z episodes started airing and like. There was like the I think like the Cell Saga or whatever. That's when people were like really talking about it everywhere, and like yeah, I, I would hear people talking at school about it. And it's like, oh damn, did you see this? The, the Gohan is like super badass now, and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's yeah, that's like basically how I got into it. But uh, I think I re- I revisited the series. Uh, oh, fuck, I I don't remember. I think it was like a good like eight years ago. Um, I had like the itch where I was just like, mm, I haven't seen this in so long. I want to watch it from the beginning. And because uh, I think Kai was like a thing and like uh, people were like, oh, yeah, this falls the manga. It's, there's no filler, whatever. Uh, <laughs> even though people don't really like complain that much about Dragon Ball filler. I think people actually like it most of the time. Yeah. From what I saw. But uh, but yeah, I, I watched Dragon Ball again from the beginning and. <laughs> I I didn't know about like uh like streaming sites or whatever, so I was just like, oh, Dragon Ball episode one, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it in three parts on YouTube, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, oh, cool. They even got the dub. Let's let's go. That's what I remember. And yeah, I think I saw like the whole thing, uh, like the whole OG Dragon Ball. And then uh, then it was time to watch Z, and I was just like, yeah, I'll just I'll I'll wait. I'll I'll watch maybe Kai. But yeah, I think that was like around like twenty twenty. 12 2013 ish it's been a minute so i forgot a lot yeah no that that is interesting to hear that i mean i mean once again like i said uh i'm uh i'm gonna keep tallies of like how many uh guests we have on who did it just automatically get into this thing through tanami because uh th- th- those ter- those stories are like the most interesting to me because I, I i mean like you said i i know there were other dubs of the series like airing in other languages like around the world around a particular time and it's 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 always it's always interesting to hear about those experiences because i obviously i've i've never really watched the series in any other language other than english or japanese so mm-hmm. it was it was interesting because like i remember like comparing and contrasting the characters from like dragon ball and then like the time skip version in z and like some characters would like obviously like you know uh like Gohan as a kid would share like Goku kid Goku's VA and stuff like that. Uh but then I think in the Spanish dub they they went the the Japanese route where whoever was voicing kid Goku went on to keep on voicing him as an adult and I was mm. like oh interesting. Okay, okay. Hmm. 
But yeah, no, I mean, um, I guess, uh, was there anything else you kind of wanted to talk about as far as Dragon Ball memories go, or do you just want to get onto the episodes? Uh, the music is still fire. Uh, I love the, the soundtrack so much. Oh, fuck. Actually, this is probably the best point to kind of get into some sadder news that uh, at the time of this recording is still kind of fresh, uh, because uh, w- one of the things I was going to bring up for these episodes is... Um, the, the the music and like its placement all throughout these last four episodes have been like really really good mm-hmm. and I totally agree like the the music for the show is so amazing and it's just it's Dragon Ball to me like uh, I I know I know people out there have like their uh you know people have their opinions of like uh, Kikuchi's better or Bruce Falconer's better or whatever and, <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong I <laughs> I, I have my nostalgia for some Falconer stuff. Like, you know, I, I do like some track. Uh, okay, but Colton, but Colton, but Colton, have you seen Obama Walks Away to Celestine? That's like, yo, the like Celestine. <laughs> Celestine in the, the Falconer cell. Yeah, that's the one thing I'll fuck with forever. That is iconic. Now, this is just the Dragon Ball music cast. One track that always stood out to me. Was um, I? I vividly remember when I was a kid, uh, just kind of starting to watch Dragon Ball Weekly as a kid, and um, it, it was specifically around the point where uh, Goku finishes off Frieza near the end of Namek, mm. and they play that. They play that one track that apparently is called Gingyu Transformation, which I don't know why it's called that because I don't. <laughs> I, I don't think it ever plays during any of Gingyu's scenes. Not that I can remember, um, but that that music really like. Uh, I still, I still think about that moment. That that was like one of the biggest moments I've ever seen on TV as a kid at the time. Uh, I just felt so big. Um, but yeah, no, Shinsuke Kikuchi's score is obviously like when I think of Dragon Ball, I think of his music. And mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, I have to say that uh, at the time of this recording, uh, Shinsuke Kikuchi has passed away. And uh, I remember, you know, hearing the news and being just, just super bummed out, like. We we lost a really great music composer. Uh, I had no idea. Uh, my heart goes out to the family and everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way to honor Kikuchi's memory is to never shut up about his music. <laughs> True. Damn, it was very recent, the 24th of April. Yeah, again, at the time of this recording, it's it's a very recent thing. And I mean, again, I don't have like a lot of thoughts, but I, I do just want to say like, uh, the music for these episodes is specifically uh, particularly pretty good, especially since like... Uh, uh, I didn't have, like, um, I don't want to say I had, like, complaints or whatever, but I know we were kind of talking last episode, Sakaki, about how uh, there were one or two moments where I thought, like, the music placement was a little jarring, almost. Um, and I thought these episodes did a lot better with that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I know something I brought up last time, too, is that it's interesting that in Toei shows, they actually credit the person who selects the music, which I don't see in any other anime, so... Oh, I wish they could, they wish they could have done that for Hunter Hunter twenty eleven so I could fight with whoever did Chimera Ants. <laughs> <laughs> um, as as much as I love I love that one track that goes na 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 na, you know I, I I can't listen to that five times an episode. Like it, it just <laughs> it it, it kind of loses its impact after a while. Cold and spitting right now. <laughs> I, I mean, really, yeah. I mean, uh, Yoshihisa Hirano, like, the soundtrack he did was great, but yeah, some of the music selection was just like, whoa, really, guys? Calm down. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh, by the way, Marion, we're going to mention Hunter Hunter like every five minutes. Just, just. Oh yeah, that, that's like a running thing. <laughs> oh, great. That's like it's a running, running thing on the show. Is we have to mention Hunter Hunter at least like once per episode. <laughs> once. I love how I'm fitting in, and it's just my first my first time guesting, and I never listened to a single episode. <laughs> once every once every episode, Colton's just being really optimistic right now. <laughs> I said at least at least once per episode. I was yeah okay. Fair. Okay, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> we probably mentioned it like three times an episode. Like probably if I listen back, I don't know. But um, I might actually have a Hunter Hunter reference in my notes. We'll, we'll get to it. But don't worry, I got one. I got one for you later this episode. <laughs> Good. Well, we'll see. We'll see if it's the same one. Um, but we we should really start with these episodes. So episode ten. I'm I'm just gonna say right off the bat probably the funniest episode of this show so far oh my god yeah yes <laughs> the humor has been on point like I, I think like even just like uh throughout like everything in like pilaf's castle it's just the banter with everyone has was just like delightful i was i was watching and like uh like you said like the music was also really appropriate um i every time every time pilaf said something stupid i was just like giggling and like <laughs> just like the fact that like uh God, like him, Maya, and Shun are like so they're so like incompetent, but like in like a very good way, because I don't know. I I I just really like them as characters. The fact that um everyone always says like, oh, they're like they're like a Team Rocket or like Team Rockets like them or whatever. But like really like I, I really appreciate having uh villains who like they don't really have like a bite to them. Uh yeah. the whole point is like them being kind of like a bumbling trio. And like even though they do like have uh stuff that could like you know raise the stakes and like be like threatening for the heroes and everything i think the appeal is really in just how their humor like really just it just like sets the tone for like the rest of the story um i think it's really appropriate the fact that uh this show is like really it, it the way that it's like executed it's like totally a kid show it's something that uh you can watch with family and like even if there might be a, like a couple like dirty jokes here and there or whatever, but it's nothing like too like insane. Uh, I think it's very palatable and they really contribute to that atmosphere. No, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, obviously, we, we've already spent a lot of time talking about a lot of the sexual humor and jokes that may not like sit well with us personally. And mm-hmm. I, uh, thankfully, there's none of that to really like go over with these episodes, thankfully, but um, th- these episodes in particular, I-, I I do agree. Like you, you could you could sit down with like, you know, uh, your kids or just your family, and I think you could really have a pretty fun experience watching these episodes. And yeah, no, I mean, I, I do agree that like I try not to, but uh, even I kind of fall victim to like the oh yeah, the Pilaf gang is like Team Rocket or whatever. And I uh, I know like that's that's kind of one of those things where it's like if you make that comparison too much, it kind of sounds reductive. But like. Mm-hmm. I, I, I totally agree that, like, you know, I, I think the better way to put it is, you know, I personally, I, I do like that kind of uh, dynamic, you know, in terms of like, oh, yeah, this trio of like bumbling characters that like, you know, they try to they try to be evil, but they're not very good at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's just it's charming. It's, yeah, exactly. That's it. They're just extremely charming. There's a reason why. As much as I mean, I know we're trying not to make that comparison. There's a reason why Team Rock is endured now. And you actually have. Like, with the current Pokemon episodes, they're not in it as much. People are actually sad to see them not in it anymore. Because they are just that charming, evil trio that's not good at their job. 
And that's re- I mean, we've all we've all been we've all been not good at our job at some point. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like it's relatable. <laughs> oh yeah, I I was also watching it uh subbed because uh both like when I saw it uh, on TV and when I I watched it on YouTube, I saw it dubbed and like I knew that Pilaf was Shigeru Chiba, but like hearing the role was like so delightful. I was so happy. I I was like so glad. <laughs> It it really made me think of like uh like all the times me and Sakaki were talking about like his roles and stuff and it's just this is really emblematic of like the kind of actor he is. Yeah. Oh fuck, dude. Like, um, I I think uh, I was messaging Sakaki on Discord today while I was um watching these episodes, like really raving about some of the performances in these episodes that we'll definitely talk about here in a second. Uh, one of the first ones I do want to shout out is, you know, like you were mentioning Shigeru Shiba as Pilaf, and we talked about him before, but I think, um, uh, I, I think the moment, one of the moments that, like, really fucking cracked me up was, um, when he thinks he has all the Dragon Balls, and he, like, just, like, screams with joy, and it's, like, one of the funniest screams I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> he is always breaking the sound barrier with his fucking screeches. I kind of thought it was going to get to the point where, like, his scream got so high-pitched that, like, only dogs could hear it. Like, it, <laughs> it, it, it kind of gets to that point almost. Oh, my God. I mean... Itachi! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Shigeru Chiba's just... He's a treasure. But I, I have to say my favorite performer in these episodes has got to be Eiko Yamada or Mai. She's just so good. Mm, she, yeah. she was like, like I mean, I'm not. The, I I won't say that like the last episode, the episodes that she's been in before now that she hasn't been very good or very noticeable. But it's just something about this set, like that her voice actress really is maybe because because we got to spend so much time with them now. Because up until now they've just been kind of like in the background scheming. Maybe they pop up once in a while. But with these episodes, getting to spend time with them, I just really like her voice actress. Like. Like the one scene where she makes that kind of Gintama joke. And she does it with just like a straight face. Her voice actress doesn't break character. Like she says, it's just so natural coming out of her mouth. And then like they all just pause and look at her for a second. <laughs> like did she just did she just say that? And then even. even they, really, they really let that joke just kind of sit. And it kind of makes it funnier. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like and it's coming from her. And she's got this very proper ladylike voice. So it's like. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like. You just hear her just make this, like, this toilet joke, and then they're just all like, really? You? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's been hanging around the pool. Like, I expect that shit from Shu, but you? <laughs> <laughs> um, something I do want to point out while we're talking about that moment is, uh, and we'll kind of talk about this a little bit throughout the episode, because there are some really interesting, like... Uh, changes and additions with this adaptation in particular, as far as these four episodes go. S- something that I was kind of surprised that they kind of left on the cutting room floor as far as, like, uh, adaptation goes was, because uh, in the manga, right after that joke, they kind of transitioned into, like, a Dr. Slump joke because Mai is holding literally, like, uh, the like the stick with the poop at the end or whatever. <laughs> And um, Pilaf chides her for making Dr. Slump references because Dragon Ball is a classy manga for sophisticated readers. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's interesting to me that they kind of didn't really use that joke in the anime, especially considering early on 
um, there's like a, I forget, I think it's Tory Bot, I don't know, but who, his, um, I guess his OC, if you want to call it that. Oh, he's the creator avatar, yeah, yeah. I, I believe he appears in the Dr. Slump manga, I don't really know for sure, but he, uh, there, there's a little bit from the manga, that, uh, kind of around the point where we meet Master Roshi at the beach, where uh, you got this little robot guy just come, tr- climbing up on a tree and being like, oh, this is not Penguin Village or whatever, and they, ki- <laughs> they keep that in the anime, but, you know, so I'm kind of surprised they, I'm, I'm surprised they kind of cut that joke out, but it, it's not like a big thing, I just, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Expecting Toei to be consistent. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not completely wrong on that. Um, though, as you can tell, we, we are trying to be fair to Toei because they they are capable of good stuff. And honestly, um, I'm I'm also just gonna say this, uh, and we'll obviously kind of like dig into it more in a little bit as we go on. But uh, I honestly think these episodes are kind of an improvement on the manga, and I never thought I would say that. I mean, all I will say is that. I think there is a reason, like, people remember the anime more. Uh, just, like, people have fonder memories of just the anime experience, I think. Uh, because that might have been whatever the first thing that they were introduced to. And, like, even though, like, a lot of fans or critical fans have, like, a lot of gripes with uh, the way that sometimes Toei does their adaptations, I think, like, they've been really successful for a reason. And, like, they're a huge juggernaut in the industry with, like, tons of series that are, like, very beloved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even extending from just their jump adaptations. Like, there's a reason why they're known for those. So, yeah. No, I agree with that. I actually did read a little bit of the manga again. Like, not... I kind of just glanced at it when I was... While watching the episodes. And, yeah, I, I would agree with Colton. Like, these are definitely... Sound and color definitely did a lot of favors for this. And, you know, the direction of the episodes, too. Mm-hmm. The background work was amazing. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I was... Um, I mean, not that I disagree with those points, but um, I was actually specifically talking about, like, some of the, uh, I guess, anime original stuff and, like, some added scenes that I think... Uh, I, I, I think make the story feel a little tighter, Um. But we'll we'll get to those in a bit because I, I do want to keep talking about like performances and whatnot because I think uh, I think my MVP has to be Hiromi Suru. Yes, uh, on, honestly, her, her scenes at the beginning of episode ten. Yes, um, <laughs> in a way they kind of made me sad just because it's like man, we lost a really great actress. She she was amazing, but uh, I I don't want I don't want to keep bumming us out. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people involved in the franchise who are not with us anymore, and we do have to talk about those every once in a while. But uh, kind of, uh, kind of lighten the mood a little bit. I, I just uh, that particular bit right before Yamcha shows up. You know where you know it's after Goku tries to fight the robot who there's nobody inside, but he it doesn't matter to him. He got to fight a robot, <laughs> which was also a really great scene. But uh, it's kind of <laughs> after that where Bulma is just like, oh man, we lost the Dragon Balls, and she's being all melodramatic and shit with spotlight and everything. Such a great touch. Um, and how Hiromi Suru is able to go from, like, melodramatic to cocky and triumphant to kind of mischievous back to melodramatic is is so great. The timing on that moment is amazing, quite honestly. <laughs> 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 
He's all like, oh man, what a coincidence. And he's he's all like nervous and shit. It's so, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's crazy because like when you see him in person like when he was at a uh, anime nyc he's like such a chad and he has like this chad energy which is like <laughs> oh yeah no i know i'm big shit uh, but like this is this was before he knew he was big shit it's crazy I mean, he really he really is like when i saw him at otakon he's just like like he, he would just like he would be like yeah everybody loves me you know who loves Torufuya me I love me the most but you guys can love me too <laughs> he was like giving out free hugs after his panel <laughs> yeah That's how oh, I got wow. a, I got a picture with him like after the hug <laughs> so. nice I'm I'm totally not jealous of you guys at all um but yeah no I feel like the beginning of episode ten has in general just has a lot of great banter and uh, a lot of great like. Uh, uh, voice performances in general from the main cast like i i think i, I think part of the reason um i'm just gonna say it, these are probably my favorite episodes of this arc is because this is finally the point where like uh, obviously everybody's like been involved in the story in one way or another and they kind of like help each other out in some ways or another but like this is this is the first time where we get to see them like actually work together and not like not 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 just doing it from like uh from from like behind the shadows or like uh, you know, trying to constantly like fuck each other over, like um, you know, they, they they legitimately have to work together in order to like, you know, finally collect all the Dragon Balls and get out of Pilaf's castle and save each other from dying and whatnot. And it's it's just kind of, it's just cool. And beat Pinball. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, so that that is the Pinball stuff. I mean, I guess we could just <laughs> get to the Pilaf castle. The Pilaf castle stuff is really interesting because like. Like they they really do a lot more with this in the anime than they do in the manga, because when they get captured, you know, they obviously get their last Dragon Ball stolen, and then that's when like in, instead of because in the manga, obviously, like Pilaf, as soon as he has all the Dragon Balls, he just he just goes right outside to summon uh, the dragon or whatever. But like in the anime, it's it's so weird because like he really he he takes like 
what feels like 10 minutes to just kind of like uh, play around with everybody and like uh, torture them by playing giant pinball. And it's it's <laughs> it's really weird. You could tell it's kind of wasting time a little bit, but like I still had a lot of fun with it. It was interesting, just like the way that like it just it kept on going, and like <laughs> there were some scenes where like it uh, they did like different scene transitions and like different POV shots, and like the one specifically where it was like it looked kind of like a Pac Man kind of layout with <sighs> like vertical and horizontals, and like yeah, it for some reason it made me think of like you guys know like in the the Game Boy Zeldas where there are some like because it's like mostly top down, but then there are some areas where uh it's like it's almost like a platformer with like ladders and platforms that you like jump over if you have the, the rocks feather or whatever it reminded me of that for some reason it was like it was just it came out of nowhere and i was just like oh, this gives me the weirdest nostalgia <laughs> <laughs> oh man there's so many great bits in that sequence like uh i i really love how like you know when they're be like f- first off i don't understand how because P- Pilaf's castle, with, with this sequence, it makes me question, like, how how the interior of Pilaf's castle works. Like, how how does he have the money? How does he... I, I want to know how this was built. Like, he, he says later, like, oh, man, like, this, my castle's being destroyed. The one I built myself or whatever. I'm really paraphrasing. But, like, I really have a hard time believing that, like, you know, Pilaf built this all himself or whatever. Or maybe I'm just taking it too literally. I, I, I don't know. He built it with his own money. <laughs> I mean, exactly. That, I mean, that's the exactly the same thing. Or I mean, he just used my and shoe labor. Oh, f- oh that'd be terrible. Um, <laughs> I feel sorry for them. Um, but fuck yeah, it's it's just like how, like how how does he have room for all this shit? I just I just don't understand. I mean, obviously you're not supposed to understand how it works, but it's just like if you think about it too much, it'll hurt your brain. But it's just like. He just has a giant pinball stage, I guess. And I'm, you know, it's also a good thing that these people are cartoon characters. Otherwise, they would have been crushed and died. Like, yeah. <laughs> Remember when Goku got hit into the wall? And it's just like, <laughs> he just left, like, a, a Goku shaped mark on the wall. <laughs> Holy crap. I really appreciate how when the pinball is coming at him, he tries to punch it and it just doesn't fucking work. <laughs> Oh, Goku never changed. Other than Ox King, the giant pinball is the only thing that's ever been able to give him a real fight so far. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're not wrong. Another one of my favorite fights, uh, I guess going back to earlier, was uh, Yamcha versus Wall. Uh, I oh, thought that was a, thought it was a great true. fight. <laughs> I love something. There's something, I, I don't know if it was intentional, but like, there's, so, there's something so funny to, to me about like, how when they're initially first trapped, uh, Goku and Yamcha are trying to punch the walls, and you just have that moment where like uh, they they kind of stop after the punches. Yamcha yeah, kind of like kinda slides down <laughs> slowly, <laughs> and then just immediately goes back to hitting the wall. I don't I don't know what it was that that really made me laugh. Colton, he was sliding into the walls. DMs. <laughs> Marianne, I hate you. Um, oh yeah, but. You invited me. <laughs> no, you're right. This, this is my own fault. Um, but, uh, man, I don't know. Um, I mean, in general, I guess um, a lot of the anime original set pieces are really interesting to me because I think, um, and we've been we've been kind of talking about this uh, all throughout this first arc so far, but um, I really think the, the anime original stuff does legitimately add to, here it's not just, it's not just a waste of time or whatever, though I'm sure that's also part of it. 
Um, but I, I think it makes this stuff more fun because the manga, obviously, and, you know, I like this about Toriyama's manga, but I can also see why maybe his material is a little too straightforward. Like, it really does just kind of play out like, oh, they go into the castle. Oh, they get trapped. Oh, they get their last Dragon Ball stolen. Oh, they summon the dragon. Oh, they get trapped again. Like, it's it's very straightforward. And honestly, like, if they wanted to adapt it without any of the uh, original material, like, they probably could have done this in, like, two episodes, quite honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I legitimately actually like all of the additions that they made, because I, I do think they make these episodes more fun. Yeah, it really adds to the atmosphere, like I was saying. And, like, uh, the fact that it's specifically, you know, with Pilaf and his gang, like, I think those, like, anime original bits that are added in are, like, the perfect kind of way to help you really get, like, attached to those kind of side characters, which... I'm sure plenty of people, like, because this is, like, the same thing that you get from adaptations like Yu Yu Hakusho, where, like, the manga is, like, at a blistering pace. But then, like, uh, the anime like, gives more of a, like, time to breathe, and I think it really helps with the viewing experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. Like, I think that's going to be the thing that we notice throughout a lot of, at least this anime in particular, is, you know... Because uh, cause I, th- I think something that we brought up in, like, our original Manga Mavericks episode when we did that a while back was was the fact that, you know, uh, again, I, I appreciate Toriyama's breakneck pace. I think that's kind of the appeal. That's that's one of the appeals of his comics. But, like, you know, I do appreciate the anime letting things breathe. But, but also, I, I appreciate Toei letting stuff breathe in a way where it's like we're not just extending canon fights or scenes or whatever by like 0.5 seconds or something like they're not just like extending the material like they do like with one piece or whatever like mm-hmm. you know they're actually adding newer material to these episodes you know actual new new material that's like interesting and fun to watch i i even liked a lot of the uh i, I guess when shu summons his horde of dog hounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah how does that work yeah see i i hate it when things introduce this thing where it's like Okay, Dragon Dragon Ball clearly has like animal people, but then you have like real actual animals <laughs> that aren't like anthropomorphic. And I and I mean I I know the newest game Dragon Ball Z Kakarot or whatever tries to like explain that away, but I also think it's kind of dumb, quite honestly. <laughs> have you ever played Undertale? I have not. No. There's a town called Snowfall, which is like you know it's a snowy town with like snow and stuff. And then there's a there's a girl, uh, a rabbit lady, who's like by the Christmas tree and. Uh, She's holding another, like, a tinier rabbit on a leash. And there's, like, other characters, like, nearby saying, like, is that lady, what, is she, she really doing that? What? (laughs) And then we learn later, at the end of the game, like, that was actually, like, her little brother. She was taking him for a walk or something. And I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh, wow. Anyway. Undertale is definitely one of those things where, like, I think it just totally passed me by, and I know very little about it, but I, I don't know. May, may, maybe I'd be up for trying it, honestly. It's charming. Uh, I think I think it's worth a shot. Yeah, I mean, I, I got it for my birthday, like, two years ago, and I got, like, halfway through it, and that's something I would like to finish. I mean, that's just, that's less because the game wasn't good, and more just because I already spoiled myself thoroughly on it beforehand. <laughs> so, like, like it, I mean, playing it, watching it online, and, you know, reading stuff, so I was like, I already knew most of the game, so it was, like, a little less in, you know motivation to get through it but it's definitely worth trying if you especially if you don't know anything about it go in blind if you're gonna do it (laughs) yeah it's the kind of thing that like wears its inspirations on its sleeve and uh speaking of that like (laughs) 
Dragon Ball. <laughs> tons of <laughs> inspired tons of things. Am I right, folks? Yeah, yeah. I sure did. I love these transitions. <laughs> but oh, you, yeah, you, you don't you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like um, going on to yeah, where, where episode eleven had that my favorite part from Mai. But more than that is just the whole scene with like Pilaf trying to quote unquote torture Bulma for information. <laughs> that's a classic scene. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that's so, and it's not just the scene. Well, to explain the scene, like you know, obviously, well, wait to go back even further. They've stolen all the Dragon Balls except the one Goku has with him. So that's why they go in, you know, and obviously they want those dragons back. So which is why they go to Pilaf's castle and Pilaf catches them. And of course, he's looking for that last Dragon Ball. And Bulma's like, yeah, I'm not telling you. So they take her into the room. One thing I love is the fact that she's like her top, like the way Toei draws it. Like they have this mechanical hand and she's stuck in the mechanical hand. And the whole time her legs are like flailing. (laughs) So like when they cut to the parts where it's like her, like top part she's not her whole body's in failing just her legs <laughs> so when they cut to the top parts it's always weird to me like where she's like she's flipping them off and you know being like basically a brat about it and then when they cut to the parts where it's like her whole body then it's like her just her legs are failing <laughs> and i don't know why i just found that really funny <laughs> but anyway <laughs> um yeah, so she's like, no, I'm not going to give it to you or whatever. And then Pilaf's like, well, I have no choice. And he's like drooling and he's like, you're going to, you brought this on yourself. And he like blows her a kiss. And, and I, the thing that makes this whole thing is like, they're all like, Mai and Shu are like, like mortified. Like, oh my God, how could you? Oh, <laughs> you're terrible, Pilaf. And she's like, oh, that's it? Like, dude, dude, <laughs> when she was like, oh, I thought you were going to do this and that and this and that. I and, was hoping they, they, do, were... they pull a Gintama and just bleep all of that out. This one was <laughs> just to make it that much funnier. <laughs> I thought it was so weird how the subs kind of just left the words how they were. Uh, I wrote it down because it was so not off-putting, but like <laughs> I, it, it like broke my immersion. Because like, even though like I know Japanese, I'm like. Huh? Why are you just gonna leave it like that? Uh, it was like hero hero, pafu pafu, kyoi kyoi, uh, inguri mo- monguri. It was, I was like, what? I do like. I know that pafu pafu just from like Dragon Quest, which is also Toriyama. Which that's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like touching a girl's boobs, like pafu pafuing. The rest of them are all kind of like Toriyama. Like that's the slang that was around when he was a kid. So like Hero Hero, <laughs> you fucking mega boomer. <laughs> so like Hero Hero is basically like flaccid or limp. So like when somebody's Jesus. doing a lewd act, they're like, <laughs> uh, Kyo Kyoi is like getting hard. I- I'm sorry, everybody, but this just became PG thirteen and no, no 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 keep keep going. I'm actually really interested in this. But yeah yeah, Kyo Kyoi is to get hard. Like it's a slang for like when you know when you're. Getting hard. <laughs> uh, swing. <laughs> yeah, that's it, basically. <laughs> I thought you were going to do a swing swing. <laughs> and then Iguri Monguri is like, um, it's kind of like, how do I put this? It's when you're flopping your huge meter. Around- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're actually not too far off. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, that is what it sounds like. It, it's know. like the slithering and groaning and mourning that you make when you're having sex. Jesus Christ. It's slipping and groping <laughs> each other. 
And of course, Papa Papa, which I just know from Dragon Quest. Uh, S- Sakaki, I want to I want to thank you so much for finally like clearing this up for me after like a decade. <laughs> this is so this is amazing. Um, I just I just want to read how um, I, I have the manga pulled up from Viz and I just want to read. I want to read word for word what the. I guess localization of this is uh, Bulma says, oh, the way things are going, I figured you were going to strip me nude and do a slurp slurp or a puff puff or a pat pat or even a grope grope. I mean, they, 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 that's better. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> I mean, they, they definitely like toned it down by a whole lot. But I also just kind of wonder if they knew what those meant or just went by context. Because like I they probably flew over there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's probably like Pafu Pafu is, like I said, pretty common. So I'm pretty sure they it's pro- just motorboating. Yeah. It's mo- exactly, it's Mulder Brothers. In <laughs> fact, in Dragon Quest, the new Dragon Quest, that's what they translated on CR, is Mulder Brothers. Oh, that's that's great. And so, like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure maybe they figured out that one, and they were just like, oh, so I guess the rest are somewhat similar to that. And that was it. But, yeah, I a lot of these are, like, slang from Toriyama's, like, as, as Mary said, boomer slang. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, no, no, I said mega boomer. Mega boomer. I'm sorry. Mega boomer. <laughs> so, like, Holy I'm shit. sure. So, I'm sure unless, like, their translator was around then or just happened to know that, that they, it would have went right over their head. So, I just happened to look it up just because I'm, like, when I was watching the episode, I'm just like, what? I know what Pafu Pafu means and Hero Hero, but... Thank you, Gintama. But I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Out of anything, this was this was like the thing I was kind of wondering about the most. Yeah, no, the Hero Hero I knew from Gintama, Puffle Puff from Dragon Quest. The other two I had no idea, so I just went to Google them in Japanese, and <laughs> I wish I had it. <laughs> but uh, that, that 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 scene in general is very good, just because um, you know th- that's another thing that makes the Pilaf Gang so funny is that like. You know, uh, it's just how childish they can be. I just love the fact that they just threw her back in the room after that. Like, ugh, God. You <laughs> deviant. Be gone, thought. <laughs> yes. yes. Be gone, thought. <laughs> like, that's the thing that got me the most. Like, I feel like in some other show, they were like, Philoff might have been like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, I could totally do those things. And Obama's like, shit. <laughs> but that's what I was expecting with the first time I watched it. But then, no, he was just like, oh my God, this is a Christian program. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> Not just, in my Christian manga. <laughs> they, they just, like, Pilaf believes in the whole thing that this is a high-class manga. I can't believe your ass would say these things. Get back into the room. <laughs> Get back into the basement. <laughs> and I just love that. <laughs> Ma'am, we are created by the person that brought us Dr. Slump. Thank you. <laughs> and that's the thing that made me laugh the most. Not even the rest of that scene, but just that they just threw her back out of disgust. They, <laughs> they didn't get any information they were looking for. They were just that disgusted with her. Uh, while we're talking about this, <sighs> I, I do just I do just want to shout out. I I love and hate this moment where um because because the whole time uh that everybody else is kind of watching on the monitor. You know, you have Yamcha who's like, oh my god, what are they gonna do to her? And Ulong's just like, I can't wait. Ulong, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking <laughs> That was I legit laughed at that. Like I don't I hate I, don't I hate know. him a lot, but that was funny. <laughs> I will say. Um, uh, I also, I also appreciate that he lost his ear boners. That was also a very funny. <laughs> yes, scene. that was hilarious. Why did they animate that on one? <laughs> <laughs> it was so fluid. It was. I was like, what? <laughs> Why is this not on Sakuga Boru? <laughs> Jesus, I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna add it tonight. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> I gotta go through the credits, figure out who the hell it was. <laughs> um. 
I guess just kind of talking about the animation a bit. I think this is one of those things where um, I I thought the animation compared to the last few episodes have been very good. Uh, there there were definitely like a lot of standout moments that I took note of. Uh, I, I think the first thing I noticed was when um, is when they're first kind of going through the castle, and you just have these moments where like you know uh, after kind of facing the first trap. You know, they're all kind of like uh, kind of sneaking and slinking against the walls. And like a lot of those moments are really, really fluid. And I really appreciated those. Yeah. 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 I like um, I, I don't want to call it like stock, but like the kind of animation footage that they use a lot for whatever Yamcha does his uh, Rogo Fufu. Can. Why do they, yeah. Yeah. Why do they do that? Why do they <laughs> Rogo Fufu? <can? laughs> but like the subs is it's weird. They just. They just decide not to translate that stuff, but whatever. Uh, I, I really like when uh, both that and like whenever Goku does the the Kamehameha stuff, uh, it's it's nice. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Um, actually, going back real quick, um, I really like that bit where uh, they're faced with like all those like moving pillars and stuff. I thought a lot of that was kind of fun. Um, I I like how at one point because there's a lot of funny stuff that happens. You know, uh, Yamcha has to save Bulma from being crushed, and then you have Goku uh, crushing pillars with his new new bow. You know, also resulting in Yamcha getting crushed anyway. <laughs> um, I also I just love how at one point Goku's just kind of like fuck it, and he just starts crushing all of them. True, um, it's is so good. Bulldozes way through Goku, my little bamf. <laughs> And then I guess I'm um, also kind of random, but I, I want to go back to the pinball thing real quick because uh, just two moments I want to shout out. One of them being when they're being chased by the pinball at first and they uh, they, they kind of go into that little, uh, I guess, other corridor or whatever to kind of get out of the way. I, I, I love I love how Oolong like insults it and then it just comes back like it has a <laughs> this thing has a mind of its own. It's really weird. Heard you was talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like seriously, at one point, this thing, you know, it's going through all the maze and stuff, but, like, it just starts crushing through the walls. It's, <laughs> even the pinball's just kind of like, nah, fuck this, dude. <laughs> and then you have that weird bit where, like, you think they got away from it, and then you have this, like, really quiet bit where, like, they kind of enter another room, and it's, they really kind of let the scene, like, sit for a bit, and then the pinball just kind of makes its grand entrance, I guess, spotlights and everything. It's really weird, but it was pretty great. Yeah, and like I said earlier, like, all the POV shots with, like, the different angles and stuff of, like, the ball chasing them is, like, it's really uh, eye-catching. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought the direction for that episode was just good in general. Even Even when it came to the small stuff, like... Uh, the the match cut from my holding the four star ball to the full moon outside. Mm, yeah, which which led to a weirdly atmospheric dream sequence of Pilaf holding all the dragon balls. Yeah, like with the yeah, I love that. Like I actually, it was weirdly, it was kind of off putting, but then I kind of liked it too, just because it was just such a. I don't know. It was just so atmospheric and everything like that. And they, they had the, even the falling sound effect and all the Dragon Balls scattered. Yeah, it was kind of artsy for a, a kid's show. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and then you have stuff like uh, there's this one shot where I think Yamcha and everybody else, uh, they go off to find Pilaf. And then, like, they use, like, the symbol on his clothing to transition into the next scene, which I thought was interesting. It, it's just, like, little stuff like that that I thought made the episode just that much more interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I, I guess we can, I guess we can get to uh, the the reason why Marion wanted to come on now. 
you know, the whole big scene with um, with Shenron <laughs> or Shenlong. I'm sorry if, by the way, if I go back and forth between Shenron and Shenlong, like, I, I grew up with the dub, it's going to happen. Um, I'm, re- I'm very used to Shenron. But uh, when they summon Shenron and everything, um, e- even though, like, that bit at the very end of episode 11, uh, that still of him, like, it- it's just kind of ripped out from the manga. It still looks good, though. Yeah. That's what that's what manga's for. All the cool like important stuff is like, oh, this will be a nice keyframe. <laughs> um, it was it was just a really cool scene. Like, I mean, look, if, if I were a kid and I were watching this for the first time as a kid, like, this would be like the coolest shit I've ever seen. You would be pogging the shit out of. Me. <laughs> you would pogging your you would be pogging your mind out. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I would desperately want the next episode. But yeah, no, episode twelve. I guess um, it, it's it's the big one. Pilaf almost gets world domination and then Oolong saves the day by wishing for panties. <laughs> he wants Gyaru panties, mind you. <laughs> I never thought about this before watching uh earlier today, but um so I really want again, this is this is stuff that nobody cares about, but I can't help but think about. Like, I I can't help but wonder how this works. So like when he wishes for panties, is Shenron just transporting them? from like is this like a pre-owned piece of underwear or like i'm glad you're asking the important (laughs) questions because when i was literally thinking earlier i'm like are they shenron's panties are they (laughs) another person's panties are they like off the shelf are they worn i I mean like it was a thing i thought of like when i was a kid too just like where did they come from though like does does he just have like a stock like when people wish for things that are like material things does he just like have a warehouse of this shit and he's like amazon yeah (laughs) and he's like oh 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 shit that's how stock uh could you give me about like two to four weeks to get that wish to you He just he just kind of he just kind of stops time and then like goes to his warehouse. He's like fucking Dio. Like, hold on, are you approaching me with a wish? <laughs> God, he he uses the world and then waits for Amazon shipping. Because <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that bugged me as a kid. And unfortunately, like when I was when uh, I'm really dating myself here too, but like. I was watching it on, like, 90s TV, so, like, I, I didn't have the internet to ask people on the forum what they thought. <laughs> All I could do was, like, sort of just bug my sister, who was definitely not into Dragon Ball, about it. <laughs> there were no GameFAQs forums back then. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a really important question, too. But, oh, one thing before we, like, dig into that. I will say one of my favorite moments is, like, when they're trapped inside of the uh, – of you know they've been captured and they're trapped and like goku does a uh he does a kamehameha yeah and blasts a little tiny hole one thing i like oh yeah the people (laughs) one thing i really like is like first of all like i guess it was for size sake but like par turns into a bat to fly out him, and all the whole time thinking like don't you already fly what was the point of this? <laughs> and the, maybe it was because he uh, they needed to be small enough to fit through the hole. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's why I said like it was probably just a size thing. But I still just couldn't help but think like, hmm, you already could fly. But anyway, the, the, I mean, there's probably cameras. Uh, it's probably more camouflage to like be an animal and not a giant floaty cat thing. Sure, I mean that's that's fair. But my other thing was just like I love that Poir like goes and then like Ulan's just staring like, oh man, he really is built different. 
until <laughs> until Momo's like, you go too. And he's like, what? Me? What am I supposed to? Oh, right. <laughs> the expression he has in that like shot just gets to me because he's just sitting there like casually looking into the air like, okay. Mulan is so good because he always has resting bitch face. <laughs> yes, that's the best. Oh, that's the best way to put it. He just had this resting bitch face the whole time that he's just watching bar. <laughs> While we're on this topic here, right? I, I do just want to say, just in general, um, you know, we, um, I in particular have really harped on like, um, you know, stuff like episode six and everything for good reason, obviously, because it's terrible and it's the worst episode of Dragon Ball and nobody has to watch it. Um, I will say if, if it weren't for all of that stuff that like I'm not really a fan of, I, I really think these episodes are good in terms of like uh, Oolong and Bulma's banter back and forth in particular, because, um, you know, Sakaki and I were talking last episode, I believe, about how like. You know, Dra- Dragon Ball in the beginning is one of those things where it's like, like the comedy comes from everybody being awful to each other, and I totally see that. Oh no wonder Sakaki likes Konosuba. <laughs> <laughs> it's built in his DNA. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. I mean, true. I can't. I can't. Ar- I can't argue this point because, like, yeah, a lot of. I mean, what? Like, I mean, since you haven't heard the episode, just to recap a little bit, like, the reason why we were a little bit more, like, not too much more, but a little bit more okay with it in the last batch of episodes is because Bulma was able to defend herself, and she was just, and I won't say equally as awful, but she was awful too. (laughs) So, like, it's -hmm. it's a little more balanced there, and in the fact that even with this, in the openings of this episode, like, where she finally reveals what her wish is, is to have a boyfriend... And, like, Oolong actually, like, fucking stops the car and, like, no. No. That is how I would react. I would be like, no, why the fuck are we doing this? Uh, Oolong is Danny DeVito. No, and then she just she just uses the, the diarrhea pills again, which, like, I mean, I, at that point, I did feel a little bit sorry for him. Because it's like, yeah, I'm risking my <laughs> life for you to get laid. Like, oh, my God. So, <laughs> I... So, okay, there, there's definitely, uh, as we have also mentioned before, uh, we are working off a, uh, let's say, a collection of episodes that have the broadcast audio, so it sounds infinitely better than whatever's commercially available. What, I, I watch these episodes first through the Funimation streaming app or whatever, and obviously that includes whatever Audio Masters Toei has at the moment. And I, I don't I don't know if it's just, like, the difference in audio quality, but, like... When the diarrhea scenes happen and he just yes! throws the shit his oh brains out. Oh my god, you can hear everything. <laughs> oh that that stuff is almost funnier with the with like the muffled audio because you just you just hear the <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 the funniest shit. It always makes me laugh. Yes, with the with the broadcast with the broadcast are you can hear it. You can hear the diarrhea leaking out of him. It's just <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's just, oh, God. Also, I can't wait to hear how that's going to sound on my end when I record, uh, edit this anyway. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, no, just going back to Oolong and Bulma for a second, I I kind of want more of this. Like, I, I think when they're when Oolong's not being, like, a sex pest or whatever, I think, uh, lost my whole train of thought. It's better when it's an actual back and forth. 
Yeah, when it's an actual back and forth, uh, I, I I think their banter is at their best. Like, I, I love little bits where, like, kind of earlier on in these episodes where Bulma's complaining about not having the Dragon Balls and not getting a boyfriend. And Oolong's just like, oh, I could be your boyfriend. And Bulma's like, no, fuck off, essentially. <laughs> um, and then he, he literally is just like, oh, well, I guess the only way you can get a boyfriend is if you wish for him. And Bulma's <laughs> like, what the fuck you just said? <laughs> Like th- those those bits are like really funny. She's like, oh, that might that might just be it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I mean, I I guess I said my point. Like in general, I thought their banter was a lot better here. I think it's gotten better since the beginning of the show. Yeah, and I mean, all things said, considered, and then I'm gonna give the floor to Marion since this is why they're here. All things considered, it still was Ulong's quick thinking that stopped the world from being Pilaf land. <laughs> so <laughs> I like whether we like, I mean, you could still dislike him and everything like that. I'm definitely not telling you to change your mind on him, but I do like that. Like Toriyama does that where it's like the most unlikely of characters that like ends up taking the center stage. So, and, and I do like that that tradition started here with, you would think it'd be this long battle with Goku like fighting against Pilaf or whatever and no it's just long being like I just gotta say I wish before this guy does yeah no that's that's uh five years later Sakaki <laughs> <laughs> um I mean maybe I'm thinking about this too much but uh I mean Marion you wanted to be on for like this moment in particular was there any particular reason or did you just think it was funny and you wanted to be on just general it was fucking hilarious like <laughs> I just I love the build-up especially because like Right before, you see, like, the hallucination of, like, oh, Pilaf is, like, dreaming about, like, world domination or whatever. And there's it's very intricate. It's a very, like, detailed dream with, like, oh, all these people, like, cheering for him and everything. And, like, he's the, the big castle. And it's, like, he has this huge audience. And then, like, <laughs> uh, when it's time for him to, like, actually say his wish or whatever, he's stuttering. And it's just, like, that's what gives uh, Oolong the, the chance to just, like, pop over him and just interrupt him like I want a hot girl's pants <laughs> <laughs> the way you said it <laughs> and then and then <laughs> Shen Lung is just like Yokaro understood your wish has been granted <laughs> and it's just boom and then for like the rest of like the next two episodes he just leaves the panties on his fucking head like a hat <laughs> <laughs> with like the, his little floppy ears over the the pant holes, like it, it's so it is pretty good. funny. Yeah, it's so fucking like it, <laughs> like we were talking about the humor like leading up to this point and like how that really contributes to the atmosphere. And then like just like the big punchline to this whole like man, how are they going to get away from this? Because it's like it's like the villain might actually win, and it's just like no, it's, it's a setup for another fucking joke. Psych. <laughs> that's what I that's what I really appreciate about. Like, especially, like, early Dragon Ball. Like, it's just... It, it doesn't deviate from... Like, the humor is part of its identity. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree. Um, Actually, speaking of humor, I totally forgot to mention one of my favorite Pilaf and gang bits way earlier on where Pilaf is uh, chastising Mai for not having their, like, prototype dragon radar ready and is literally oh, threatening her yes. to be eaten by alligators. And he counts down, and then <laughs> oh, Mai's yeah. like... It literally, to stop him from counting, she's just like... Hey, what do you want to have for dinner for tonight or whatever? And that just distracts him long enough. And that she has to keep distracting him in order to like give her more time to work on the radar. And I just that made me laugh so fucking hard. It was so good. Yeah, that was good. That immediately followed up with like 
her fixing the radar and then having Shu walk around the room just to find the track and fault they already had. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what the, like, that's what I agree with Mary in the comedic timing. Cause like, and again, this is another reason why I love Eiko Yamada in this episode, because she reads these instructions with just so much, like, you're expecting this to really go somewhere. Like, it's not, she's not reading, like, jokingly. This is her normal tone of voice, and then she's just reading these things, like, oh my god. Like, at first I was watching the episode, like, I had it minimized, so because I was doing something real quick, and I was just hearing her read it, and I'm just like, oh, huh, I wonder what's going on. And then I just hear Pilaf screaming, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, ah, <laughs> I know exactly what part this is. Like, this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it, it was, it's just great. Pilaf-sama, この点がそうなのか。はい。ただいまその場所を計算させます。南へ5歩、東へ7歩。南へ3歩。西へ4歩。北へ6歩。西へ3歩。北へ5歩。あ、これだ。uh i mean she just as a just as a side question she's still playing my right like uh, i think she is okay right? i th- i think i thought i heard her in super i was gonna say i i don't i didn't i don't know off the top of my head but like i have to imagine she is okay I could look it up while we're talking but uh yeah i mean just just in general i really do think that like not 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 that Pilaf and gang haven't had funny moments before this, but I, I, I do I do think this is I mean obviously this is this is their sub arc, I guess, so it should be obvious, but like this is I think the, this arc has like some of their best moments near the end. It's really good. But yeah, no, I guess um I guess just going from the whole Shenlong thing, you know, what we mentioned earlier, that's kind of when, you know, Shu releases the hounds on everybody. <laughs> Um, and we, we, release we kinda, the hounds. <laughs> release the hounds. Um, <laughs> uh, and, 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 we, and we get another extended, like, kind of action set piece where they're running away from the hounds and fighting them. And I, I, I liked a lot of that stuff. I thought a lot of that stuff was animated very well. In particular, I really liked the bit where, <laughs> where Yamcha is, is running away from them and he just kind of throws Goku at him. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, Goku's so hungry, he thinks they're, like, a cooked dog or chick. I don't know. He thinks they're food. And he just beats him up. And I love the kind of panning upward shot, whatever you want to call it, of him beating up all the dogs and, like, him literally spinning in the air, leaving a leaving a trail of beaten up dogs in his way. It's so great. That made me laugh really hard. I like when he uses a dog as a club to beat up other dogs. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> 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 that that made me laugh really like yeah i mean i'm i'm conflicted because it's like you know look I, it, this happens when you get a pet i i have a dog so it's kind of hard you for me use to a watch. dog as a club <laughs> oh God, I had to. <sighs> no um but um <laughs> marion um <laughs> Uh, no, but, uh, so I, I have a dog, and because I have a dog now, it's hard for me to watch other dogs get hurt, or whatever, even if they're not real, but, mm. but, but also, like, they're defending themselves, so it's, like, whatever, um, but it's, it's just, it's so funny to see Yamcha just, like, use a dog as a club to beat other dogs. Yeah. 
and and him like flipping giant tables on the dog, just crushing them. Honestly, those are those dogs are probably dead. <laughs> like I just I just I love the juxtaposition of like uh, of when they're saving Bulma from uh, a particular pack of dogs. I just love the juxtaposition of Goku je- kind of gently pushing them away with the Nyoibo, and then Yamcha just fucking crushing them instead. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know if that was intentional, but I just, it's just like, clearly these two work very differently. <laughs> but I mean, also, I guess Goku was beating up his share of dogs or whatever, so it's whatever. It doesn't really cancel each other out. Uh, but yeah, no, all, the, all that stuff was good. Um, and then we get to the point where they're trapped in the... Uh, in the room with the tempered glass ceiling, uh, which I also love the bit where where Bulma's trying to explain, like, no, Goku, like, there's tempered glass up there. And Goku's like, what's that? Whatever, I'm going to bust through it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I really I really love the way they animate the bit where he's launching himself up and he hits the glass and, like, he kind of, like, uh, kind of jitters around a bit, like, kind of uh, kind of reverbing from the pain or whatever. I thought a lot of that was pretty good. And, uh, I mean, yeah, this is essentially the point where Goku turns monkey. Turns into a big old monkey. It's 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 a lot more exciting than making it sound. He goes bananas. <laughs> <laughs> He's going DK. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's on, like, Donkey Kong, clearly. But, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I do want to go back to one point where, like, somebody, I forgot who it was, but they were telling him, oh, no, we're trapped. And he's like, what's a trap? Is it, like, a banana? And I'm like, it's foreshadowing. <laughs> it's uh, foreshadowing. Wani? <laughs> or no, no, not Wani. Uh, never mind. I was thinking of fucking Banana Gator. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Clearly, this is what Odo watched, and he was like, "This is where I'm going to bet, mistake my whole career on this this exchange." <laughs> yeah, he, he saw this exchange and thought, "I'm gonna make an animal out of this." Yeah, because that, that's clearly how his mind works. Um, no, that that was that was a really funny bit too. I didn't mention it, but it was good. Um, the bit that like makes me the saddest is when um, you know, kind of leading into this is where like uh, is where. Uh, Poir is like noticing the full moon and is like, oh man, I, I get to see something pretty before I die. And it just makes me really sad. Like, oh shit, yeah, these these guys could die <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, that was just like, I, I, and the way that we're lying was read too. Like, again, going to some of the great voice acting in this episode, that was just such a, such a throwaway line that could have been just thrown, like, delivered as a throwaway line, but it, it's not the kind of like sincere. Ooh, voice actor update, Eiko Yamada does voice Mai in Super. Yes! Okay, that's so good. I, I haven't watched I haven't watched Super yet, but that's something to look forward to when I get to it. <laughs> but before we, I mean, Goku goes monkey, and this, this like, bit will always get to me, because, like, like it, it starts off like this scary story, they're telling each other scary stories, and then they start connecting the dots, because he's just like, because he's describing, like, the day his grandpa died, and he was crushed by, well, a giant monkey. And then, like, they're slowly kind of like, wait a second. Did you? Something doesn't add up. <laughs> or does it? <laughs> Especially Bulma's like, so, the night your grandpa died? And they're, like, scooted across. Like, Goku's looking up, like, at the sky, look through the tempered glass. And they at first they're all sitting around him. But then the more he talks, they're, like, slow. You can imagine them slowly scooting away from him. <laughs> and then, like, Bulma's like, wait, the great your grandpa died. Did you look at the moon? And I like that Goku remembers this moment specifically. <laughs> like, oh yeah, 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 he told me not to, but I had to go take a piss, and I kind of actually looked at it. <laughs> and 
<laughs> and then like when the the bit that I love though is like they're they're telling him not to do it and he looks up at the Yo, moon. Fucking Bulma was like, don't look at the moon. That moon right there. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Homer, don't you eat this pie? <laughs> oh, man. I love oh, it. I just love it. And now, Goku, don't you look at that moon. <laughs> Which moon? The one right there. Oh, oh, oh that, that one. Okay. one. Got you. And then I liked it. Like, <laughs> we're all expecting something terrible to happen right away. And then, like, he's like, oops, I looked at it. And there's like, and Lulon's like, are you, are you feeling okay? Yeah, why wouldn't I? And then. <laughs> and then it happens. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh man, Trans- transformation is um is pretty horrifying. I will say, yeah. Just 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 seeing this little boy turn into a giant monkey, it's it's terrifying. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> that's all I have. To, that's all I have to say about that. Um, would you say that it threw a monkey wrench into your watch, <laughs> <laughs> Marion? I'm gonna ask you to stop monkeying around. This is not the time for it. But I will say, <laughs> oh, I like nice. at the end of the episode that like the little fourth wall thing they do in there, like the narrator saying nobody <laughs> saw this coming. Even the writer didn't see this coming. It's like the speed wagon that thing. Was <laughs> Even speed wagon didn't see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> he literally did. Now that's that's funny because that that is just ripped straight from the manga, which is pretty great. Yeah, I, I and I can imagine it because like uh, Toriyama does have that sense of humor. Because <laughs> obviously, as we all know, Toriyama did not does not plan this shit out ahead of time. So it's <laughs> it's very it's very plausible for him to just be like, "Oh fuck, he turned into a monkey. What's he gonna do now?" Like just just forgetting that he's the one writing the thing. <laughs> I could see that happening. I've I've translated a shit ton of interviews where Rumiko Takahashi's the same way, so honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the most beloved mangaka out there. Um one, one, one small thing that uh that I wanted to point out that I thought it's 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 a dumb moment, but um I, I, I like I like the bit where like Pilaf is just kind of reveling in him like trapping these people and because uh, cause the whole thing with the with this trap in particular is be, like because of the tempered glass ceiling you know, uh, if they stay in there long enough for, you know, day to come, like, and the sun starts beaming in, like, they're literally going to cook. And, I mean, honestly, that's probably the most evil thing Pilaf has ever, like, devised, quite honestly. Um, but I, I I love the bit where, like, they're literally just hanging out in, like, the, the rec room, I guess. And, um, you know, they're having dinner and Pilaf is playing, is making a house of cards. And then he's literally just, like... Oh man, uh, uh, like he he literally like pours coffee on his house of cards, and he's just like, oh, when the sun beams in, it's gonna be hotter than this cup of coffee. And all I could think was like, dude, you just dumped coffee all over your cards. Like, this is so stupid. <laughs> like, I get you were trying to make a point, but like, you just you just ruined a perfectly good deck of cards. Well, Col- Colton, now you've become your parents. I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that that sounds that sounds like something a parent would say just like the totally not into the moment at all and just like dude why why are you doing that i don't get it kids today um that just reminds that i mean i don't want to go back too far but it just reminds me of like when they throw boma back in the room after tor- like quote-unquote torturing her he's like god girls these days are so progressive damn <laughs> <laughs> they weren't like this in my day at all <laughs> I'm not going to say there's nothing to talk about with episode 13 because I do have thoughts on like some adaptation stuff, but like episode 13 is basically just a lot of uh, Goku thrashing around in this eight form and just completely destroying this castle. 
Um, and this is another example of how the manga material for this is very straightforward. Like, literally, Goku turns into a monkey, destroys the castle, everybody gets out of the way of the destruction, and uh, the Pilaf gang try to run away, Goku throws a part of a building at them, crashes the plane, and... That shit was funny. He got aim, bro. I was like, <laughs> damn, you hit it from there? <laughs> <laughs> you should try for the basketball team, Goku. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Now I'm just imagining giant ape Goku playing against, like, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, just put him in Space Jam 2. <laughs> no! Shaquille O'Neal versus Ozaru Goku. No! Ozaru <laughs> Oh, man. The, the, the funny thing is, Shaquille O'Neal would probably be taller. <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's literally his, his charm point. That's all he has going for him. D- damn! Uh, besides, <laughs> besides that, uh... That one gif where he's like shaking back and forth with the cat. <laughs> that that is pretty good. Um, sh- shout out to Shaquille O'Neal if you're listening. Um, <laughs> ah, that's me yelling. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Th- so th- the manga for this is very straightforward, and obviously, th- this is. I think this is probably the point where you could tell the most that like they are kind of trying to fill out the episode. Uh, because because literally, like, there is a point where like Pilaf and everybody. They literally have like a like an Indiana Jones moment where Pilaf's like, start the engines by and they're literally like uh, trying to get out and the engines won't start for like a couple minutes until they do. They escape and then Pilaf's like, oh, but I really like I really I really like my castle, though. You know, Mike, can you go back? <laughs> <laughs> and they start blasting a Goku uh, and then they just fucking blast him with a missile and it's it's a really like tense moment actually where like everybody's like oh fuck is Goku dead? Um I guess out of everything I do appreciate how like tense the episode was again compared to the manga where it is just kind of in and out. Um you kind of let these moments breathe. So so I just wanted to ask uh, this part of the manga I didn't read. One thing that did kind of strike me though is that even though Goku's in this monster monkey form and he's not clearly i mean he's clearly not distinguishing between friend and foe they're still all really worried about him so i wonder if that was in the manga yeah, too that was <laughs> like they could all run and be like we're fuck this but they're all still super duper worried about him so like and even there's a scene where like you know monkey goku's got bulma and like she just freaks out and faints and he's like licking her in monkey form rather than like trying to eat her or whatever so <laughs> like um he took a page out of oolong's book <laughs> So I'm just I'm sorry. I, I was just wondering, like, is all of that in the manga too, or is that just Toei just being Toei? Um, I'm pretty sure those parts are anime original stuff. Okay. Like I, I, I do I do want to talk about some of the anime original stuff here because there are there are like small changes in the adaptation because uh you know, you, you brought up how like, you know, everybody's worried about Goku and everything. And I think I think that's a good scene because it's it's a good way of showing you like Oh, these people that kind of just banded together to search for the Dragon Balls. Now, you could tell they care about each other, actually. And that's kind of nice. Yeah. Hashtag squad goals. Yes. Um, I actually like some of the stuff they do with Yamcha in particular because uh, they kind of, like, give Yamcha kind of a, like, kind of a resolution to, like, his character arc, I guess. You know, the whole thing with him being, like, afraid of girls and whatever. Because there's actually a pretty good moment where, you know, Goku is on his way and Bulma, like, hurts her leg, and Oolong is like, hey, dude, Yamcha, like, hurry up and help me, and Yamcha's like, oh, but I can't touch girls, I'm afraid of girls, and, like, when it when the moment comes down to it, 
he 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 basically nuts up and grabs Bulma and everybody, and it's a, it's a real like actual heroic moment for Yamcha that was not in the manga, but I do appreciate that kind of addition. Yeah, yeah, and then I like that after the adrenaline cal- calms down, she's like, "Uh, you can put me down now," and he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> he just like tosses her. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I think I think that scene is good because like eventually we'll get to the point where it's like. You know, uh, the Dragon Balls are gone, and they're both like, oh, man, I didn't get my wish. And then they basically form a relationship out of convenience, which is <laughs> which is, which is is always the best way to start a relationship. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't even think about it that way, but you're totally right. <laughs> but, um, you know, as funny as that is, like, you know, I, I, I do like that the anime uh, takes very, at least, like, uh, like the bare minimum of steps to like kind of build up that relationship to kind of make it like okay this like B- Bulma isn't just getting with Yamcha because he's he's the nearest guy in proximity like he actually has shown like real heroic qualities that are really admirable which I don't think is something you can really say about Yamcha too often so this, these might actually like they're anime only but you could say like these are probably some of his best moments yeah, no. I mean, as far as I can remember, anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, at least in this early part, yeah. Like, it, it is good that they did that. And I even, and the fact of the matter is, I didn't think about it that way. And that just shows how naturally they sort of got it into the anime. That it didn't feel like, oh man, this feels really tacked on. An- another thing that I thought was really good, also, a, like a small thing, but also something that I think contributes to, um, to the fact that, oh, like now they're working together or whatever. Like, in in the manga, um, you know, when they're trying to grab Goku's tail and like weaken him or whatever, um, in the manga, Yamcha's the only one to uh, to grab on the Goku's tail, which you know is pretty amazing considering the size difference or whatever. Um, but uh, I like in the anime that like Yamcha and Oolong and Plar are all like grabbing onto the tail at the same time, you know, actually showing a little teamwork compared to the manga. Yeah. Um, again, it's like it's like small stuff like that that I think I think really adds to like the resolution of this arc in particular. Like like the, like uh, you know the the characters are at a different place compared to where they are and where they were in the beginning. Like they actually kind of care about each other and they're actually working together towards a common goal. Yeah, it feels very earned. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I mean, I will say that I, I'm. Like I do love the part where they do shoot, where Pilaf does shoot down Goku, and he's just like, I don't know who this guy was, but I'm clearly better than him. <laughs> he, starts, he just starts fucking stepping on him and stuff. Like at that point, I was like, "Dude, quit! Please quit while you're ahead." I love, I love, love, love the fact that like Shun and Mai realize, like, oh no, he's waking him up, and and they're just like, "Pilaf, stop, Pilaf!" And he's just like, "Huh? Oh my god, and yeah, fucking idiot." <laughs> And we even get that bit where, like, after they crash out of the sky, you know, they're just like, no, nah, you know what, guys, we're going to go after them. And then they get ready and all psyched and everything. Maya and Shu leave to go. Like, these guys literally would have been killed if it weren't for the fact that Pilop is such a bitch. True. He's like, I even got guns for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's like, it's so weird because, like, he... Literally, he cares about his castle until he realizes, nah, this shit, this shit ain't worth it. He's a he's a flip flopper. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then they, I mean, they grab Goku's tail. They uh, 
Yamcha as part to turn into a pair of scissors. They they chop it off. One thing I, that I found, I, I was just thinking about while I was watching this, is like, can you imagine just... And there's no explanation for this for years. So can you imagine just reading this manga? Whether you're an anime only at, that, at this point, or reading the manga, like, it's just, oh, Goku just randomly turns into a monkey. And until... You know, late, way later in the manga or the Z part of the anime, there's no explanation for it. Granted, it's not like, I mean, I am spoiling a little bit, but it's not like this happens often. But I, I was just thinking about that. Cause I, I could imagine watching this week to week and then it's just the next week, you know, there's no, no, we're not going to talk about that again. Like it's literally the rest of the, you know, the next start that we're going into, it's not discussed, not brought up. It's just, oh, Goku turned into a monkey and yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like literally Bulma and everybody is just like, Let's not tell him he turns into a monkey. And it's just like, okay, I guess we're going to do that. <laughs> um, oh, something else I forgot to mention in terms of Yamcha's heroics, because uh, another small thing I mentioned from the manga is that, uh, so when Goku throws that part of the castle, somehow Bulma gets trapped under it without getting totally crushed. Again, I don't know how that happens. She's very lucky. Um, it, so in the manga, like, while, while Yamcha's trying to grab onto Goku's tail... She's just kind of stuck there, and we're just kind of left to assume that, like, they got her out eventually. Uh, whereas I, I like in the anime how, like, again, it's another heroic moment for Yamcha where he's trying to get her out from under the uh, pillar of the castle. And then, you know, he's trying, he's trying, and he can't do it. And then the closer Goku gets, he summons his his Hulk-like strength to <laughs> finally lift up the pillar in order for uh, Bulma to get out from under there. Again, another another small thing, but I appreciate it. They're really, they're really trying to sell us Yamcha. Uh, I mean, Yamcha and Puma. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the Toei. They're obviously big shippers of this. That's our OTP. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess we're pretty much at the end of the episode and this arc where like everything's wrapping up. You know, they're kind of talking about what to do with Goku and not going to tell him he's a monkey or whatever. And uh, again, the one thing that is so fucking amazing in hindsight, where Luong is literally like, he, is he an alien or something? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, oh. Uh, <laughs> Goku wakes up and he's like, "Wait, what happened to my clothes?" And then they're like, "Hey, uh, why don't you why don't you give him your panties, Oolong?" <laughs> he decides to give him his pants instead and keep the panties on his fucking head. I, I love that. I was like, "These are genuine Shenlong panties, and you want me to just give it to this kid? I'll give him my clothes instead. Fuck that. I'm not gonna get another <laughs> chance to get dragons for dragon panties. Are you kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will say, Goku in overalls, no shirt. It's a, it's an adorable look. What's even more adorable is he can't, like without his tail, he can't like stand up straight. So he like, and I love he that falls they. On his face. I just love that he's like he. They tell him he's looking for the um, Yoibo, and they're like, oh, it's back there in the, the remnants of the castle. And so he runs back over there to get it, and he just keeps falling over as he's over there. I mean, like <laughs> it. It's it really shouldn't be as cute as it is, but it is. <laughs> It is super adorable. Um, and just, just just a lot of nice banter between all the characters and everything. Obviously, Yamcha and Bulma get together, and U- Oolong is uh, very jealous. Um, very hateful. He, he, as, as Bulma puts it, he is a hateful pervert. <laughs> he is a hateful pervert. He do be hating and perving. I mean, he do. But, I mean, to give him a little bit of credit, I mean, just a like, like PDA, like... I'd be a little bit. True. I'd be a little bit like, uh, come on, man. Come I mean, on. I'd be a little bit annoyed too. But still, I just, I just love how o- Oolong is just. He he makes it known how disgusted he is of being like, bleh, bleh, oh God, <laughs> fucking normies. <laughs> 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 
Oh, he's um, he's he's incel as fuck. Um, true, oh my God. true. Colton, keep keep on spitting facts. Oh, oh God. Oh, guys, I'm a little lightheaded. Um, <laughs> drink some water, my friend. Yeah, um, no, just, yeah. Just. Water break. Mm. Uh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> I, I love you guys. I just want you to know that. Um, <laughs> love you too, buddy. Yeah, you all all the same love back at you. <laughs> so great. Um, anyway, yeah. So that stuff is great. Um, yeah. They, I mean, basically, at this point, they're just um, they're uh, they're going on their separate ways because it's like, well, we gotta wait a year for the Dragon Balls to become usable again. And Goku's just kind of like, oh, well, you know, let's let's be sure to hunt for the Dragon Balls in a year. And literally, Bulma and Yamcha are just like. What do we need to do that for? We already got what we wanted, or whatever. And yeah, this is the point where they, again, uh, go on their separate ways. And it's... The ending for this episode is so sweet. And so, like, it's very sweet, sincere, and also, like, it really gets you excited for, like, what's to come. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think something I love about Dragon Ball, and, I mean, I guess for better or for worse, like, Dragon Ball is just one of those franchises where, like, no matter how many times it ends or, like, stops, or whatever, like, th th the franchise is really good about making you feel like, oh, well, you know, there's still more out there, like, it, it's just like Goku said, like, uh, there are all kinds of people out there, you know, there's, there's so, so many things to see, and I just, I just love the, like, endless sort of, um, I, I just, I just love how endless the, like, the Dragon Ball setting is, like, I think that's, like, again, I know some some people probably feel like oh like when's this thing ever gonna fucking end or whatever because they always make more stuff for it and more stuff there's there's just gonna be more stuff for Dragon Ball probably until the end of time but like I I do like that quality about it where it's just like oh like anything can happen uh, there's just so much to see out there like it it just has this real appreciation for like adventure in the world and whatever and it's just it's, it's just something I love about the franchise in general it's it's really infectious. Yeah, like, I wouldn't be, we joked about it, but honestly, this wouldn't be the worst place for the series end. Like, of course, the whole monkey thing, like I said, we don't get any explanation for that right now. But if this were, let's say this is like Dragon Ball got canceled, I would be like, you know, if this were the manga getting canceled, this was the ending I got, I would be somewhat, I would still be like, oh, this sucks. I, I would love to see these characters more, but at the same time, it does feel like we got a whole adventure out of this. And so we're starting off the next arc kind of like brand new with new things going on and everything like that. And, and of course, I always like it when like series like this can move away from like, well, I guess in this case, not really since it's still following Goku. But it's like it's not like the other characters are stuck to him. Like they go do their own thing. He does his own thing. And, you know. I mean, Togashi obviously does it later where it's like, wow, he actually made, almost made the whole episode of The Hunter. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. But yeah, I, I mean, Togashi kind of refines it later where like even the main characters kind of do their own. Like they don't appear for a long time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let me I'm going to get back to Hunter Hunter in a second because I actually want to ask Marion about something. But uh, you brought up how this could be like a good ending point. It is interesting. Uh, I'll probably leave a link for this in the show notes, but uh, it is interesting to go to like, I mean, Look, if you're a Dragon Ball fan and you're not visiting Konzenshu, like, please get on that. Like, their site is so great, and there's there's so much to dig into there in terms of, like, translations and interviews and, you know, other, like, just, like, the history of Dragon Ball and, the fr and like, I guess the franchise or whatever. But um, they have a really great guy called uh, the Intended Endings Guide, and um, this is 
this this is the first like possible ending that they mention. Uh, I won't go over like all of it, but as far as Toriyama Toriyama's con- uh, was concerned at the time, this could have been a possible ending point. Like at this point in the series' run, uh, Toriyama legitimately thought that like Dragon Ball would only last like a year's worth of serialization, which is interesting because like as far as the manga goes, this is only like twenty ish chapters or so of the of its serialization. And then obviously he would move on to the uh, to the first tournament, which, you know, uh, he did that basically because like, you know, like I kind of joked about earlier, like Dragon Ball was not immediately like popular or whatever. Like, I'm sure it had I'm sure it already had its fan base because, you know, Toriyama was a big name at this point. Like people love Dr. Slump. And, um, you know, I'm sure there were plenty of people who were like, I'm definitely going to read Toriyama's next work. And I'm I'm sure he already had like a fan base, I'm sure, at that point. But like. Obviously, it was not it was not the juggernaut that we know it as today, and um, you know, like the twenty first tournament is basically when Dragon Ball kind of like skyrocketed in popularity because he also noticed that like uh, when he would do the same thing for Doctor Slump, like I guess Doctor Slump had like its share like tournaments and stuff that were really well received, and it was basically because of that that like he decided to do that for Dragon Ball and. Uh, it basically the its popularity just kind of rose from there, which I think is really interesting. But okay, so r- real quick, the thing I want to ask ask Marian about before we kind of like wrap up here soon. So uh, I think I forget it was on or off mic, but uh, you were you were talking about how you thought about Hunter Hunter while watching these. But what was what what was the thing that came to your mind? Oh, uh, I forgot where the scene came up, but uh, when Pilaf was eating and uh, some of like some of like the food that they had there, I was like, oh yeah, this is like. So detailed food. Wow. It's like it's like the that, that one page with the food at the end of Greed Island. Oh baby. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so so the thing I thought about was um was when uh, when they were uh just entering the castle and Goku was kind of pushing that door, I was like, Oh man, is he gonna spend an entire episode having the train to open the door? <laughs> Stop. You both suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sakaki, where's your Hunter Hunter reference? No, I'm just kidding. I just... Um, <laughs> oh, uh, boy. Um, but, yeah, fuck, guys, we uh, we finished the first arc of Dragon Ball. Hell yeah. Yo, all right, yeah, now, time in the show. Another day, another adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time for Kuririn. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. For the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. No, but um I I guess um I uh I don't wanna I don't wanna like belabor the point too much or spend a lot of time on this because I'm sure we set our piece at this point, but I mean like I guess, do we have any overall thoughts on this first arc and just kind of how we feel about it? Dragon Ball good? Damn. Who, th- who would have thunk? I mean... Nah. Okay, that, that's fair. Yeah, I, 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 I can't <laughs> help but agree. Um, <laughs> the Like, I, I said it before and I want to repeat it just for effect, but like, Pilaf and his gang like really add so much color to like these, these early episodes. Um, mm-hmm, I'm really sure. happy that uh, like this first like core ended the way it did because... I think it really it really establishes like what kind of person Goku is, uh, and like the fact that even though he's like so innocent and like foolhardy, but like he's strong, but like he wants to get stronger, and he has like this charisma to be able to like get people 
like on his side and like the adaptation choices that uh, colton brought up to like make that crew feel that much more tight-knit uh during those like final episodes of of that saga i think it really really helps establish like what kind of show it's going to be like going forward and yeah like i just i had a blast like watching this i didn't even like watch this the stuff before and i'm like i'm just gonna keep on watching because i know that uh <laughs> after this it's like oh goku's gonna train with roshi again and uh uh we're gonna see krillin soon so like i fucking love yo early krillin is like such a fucking boss like he's so <laughs> he's so funny he's like so like self-aware and like he reminds me of like the kind of character that kind of like Usopp is like wants to be like early on in One Piece because he's like he's comedic, but he also like has like a drive uh, to like improve, and it, it doesn't like like his 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 fears don't really like hold him back uh, because he does see like his rivalry with Goku as like like a real like stepping point for him to like improve and like become a better person, and like that's that's what I really appreciate when you get to see those kind of bonds with uh, like rival characters, so. I fucking love Krillin. I'm gonna keep watching. Yeah, I, I love like early Krillin for that snark too. He's just so snarky, and it's f- he'll dude. He like he totally like replaces Oolong with like the, the bitchy faces and just like him just like sneering at people. It's so funny. And it's just it's just weird to me to think about it. And, and then he's got like Luffy's voice coming out of him, so that's always got like a yes! weird disconnect. Yes! <laughs> like, but Yumi Tanaka. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm I'm sure we will talk a lot more about Krillin on our next episode. Again, uh, just to uh, just to kind of tease it, with another special guest, we got another guest coming on the next episode. It's who is it? fucking who is it? great. Who is it? I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you off mic. I'm going to keep it a surprise. Um, nice. But, yeah. Um, I mean, no, Kr- Krillin's great, and it's uh, not to go on too much, but I mean, it is really interesting to kind of, like, compare and contrast, like, how he started and like where he's at now currently it, he's, he's just he's a totally fucking different person it's he's kind just, of amazing he's out here fucking androids i can't believe it. <laughs> live in the dream though <laughs> true <laughs> it's amazing where life takes you this is him now feel old yet <laughs> the movie her yeah um but yeah, I mean, um, I don't know, Sakaki, was there anything else you wanted to say just overall about this first arc? I mean, I, I feel like we probably, like, said a lot of what we wanted to say all throughout, but yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is just, like, it. this is a wonderful place for, like, not that I want the series to end, but, like, if it were, this was, like, it felt like... We got a whole character arc for all of these characters, for the most part, in the 13 episodes that we've watched so far. And I think that just goes to show that Toriyama is just a really strong character writer. Maybe not, I mean, maybe he's just doing shit on the fly, but he does it, he's, he's pretty fly enough himself. <laughs> I'm dating myself so oh my fucking God. much, <laughs> but he's so fly himself <laughs> that he's able to, like, pull it off in a way that it doesn't feel well, like, definitely if you look at Dragon Ball retrospect, it's like, yeah, no, this guy clearly didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> like, it, it was week to week with him for a lot of it, but, like, as you're watching no, it, yeah. you get sucked into the world of Dragon Ball to the point that it's like, yeah, I started watching the next episode, too, because I was just like, I, I'm just really into this. It's Dragon Ball's just the thing Damn. that you could pick up. You could put it down and pick it up yeah, whenever. Man. And, like, I had no, like, other than, let's say if I weren't doing this show, I probably wouldn't be watching it, like, regularly. But whenever I do pick it up, I can't, I always watch past what we were talking about that week. That's just how <laughs> dr- much, like, charisma Dragon Ball has. <laughs> you know? That's cute. I like that. <laughs> that That is pretty good. Um, 
I mean, I guess just to kind of tie a bow on this first arc, um, I know, uh, again, there were definitely some moments I think people who are listening can tell where Sakaki and myself especially uh, were kind of bogged down by some of the stuff that unfortunately really doesn't hold up as well. Um, But I I think despite that stuff that I'm not a fan of that we've already talked about and I won't mention again, I would still say that like even when it came to stuff like uh, their fight with the Rabbit Gang or whatever, like... As, as much as I'm not, I, like, as much as I don't have, like, you know, uh, I don't have any strong feelings on, like, that or, like, uh, like, I, I think this first arc gets better as it goes along. Like, like I said, like, I, I think these, I think these last four episodes are really good in, you know, building up that team dynamic with every, between our main characters and everybody. Um, again, even more so than in the manga, surprisingly enough. I Like, again, I never thought I would really say that about... Uh, anime over manga because I'm normally the manga guy and that's kind of my thing even though the manga people have a reputation for being assholes and I try not to be one of those guys but sometimes you can't help can't help what's I don't know I don't know I don't know where I'm going with this I'm just rambling at this point but why don't you why don't you man go get yourself some good books (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Marion um Okay, but I'm again. Uh, I don't. I don't want to like repeat myself too much. That this this first arc is good, but it is still one of those things where like I'm genuinely really excited to get to this. Get to the uh, the first Tenkaichi tournament just because. Um, and one very last thing I want to talk about before we kind of head out, and this will probably be the last time I'll mention it is um, I've mentioned before that this podcast is technically kind of a reboot of something that I tried to do. I think back in like 2013 or whatever, like literally back when I was uh, starting up my own podcast and stuff, um, you know, when, when this, when this used to be a totally different show, um, I, like, I, I, I shouldn't have done it, but I was curious. I, I went back to listen to the last episode of our, uh, of, of the previous version of this podcast that I did. And it's just like, oh my God, this I don't like patting myself on the back this much, but, like, this show was way better than the first time I tried to attempt this. Like, any time I go back and listen to that old podcast I used to do, I'm just like, oh my god, this isn't good. Oh my god, why are we making all these stupid... Like, it's it's really hard to listen to. It's a little cringy. I don't like it. So... Don't don't go... Don't go finding it. It's bad. Just listen to this. Listen to this version. This version is way better. Um... (laughs) But, um... I guess I'm only bringing that up because, like, I think this is around the point where that original podcast stopped, uh, which is also funny because, like, I know on that episode in particular, I kept going on about how, like, oh, we're going to be more frequent and we're going to release every week. I made all these promises that <laughs> literally didn't oh, mean man. anything in the long run, which is amazing. Um, but I'm bringing up all this because I just want to make it clear, like, how excited I am to finally kind of get past this point in particular and to finally like cover stuff that I've never really like podcasted about before. And that's, uh, it's, it's really fucking exciting. Like I'm really excited to do the rest of this show. So yeah. Nice. Congratulations, Colton. I'm really proud of you. Yeah, no, this is, thank thank you, Marion. I'm glad to be part of it. I got one more. I got one more joke for you. Okay. Okay. Lay it on me. So (laughs) Oolong was basically saying to Yamcha, Dragon Balls, why don't you stop dragging your balls off the floor and get you some bitches? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Did you so you, you just you just come up with that one? Yeah, it took me like a good five minutes. I was like, 
I gotta say something about that. <laughs> dragging your dragging your ball. Yeah, I got it. I'm 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 glad I'm glad my rambling gave you enough time to come up with that. That was a that was a zinger. Um <laughs> It's a team game. <laughs> oh boy. Um but yeah, no, I, I think that's about it. We we ran a little longer than I originally wanted to, but you know, it's it's whatever. I don't care. This was a great conversation, and I think oh, yeah. I, I think having another guest on really kind of added to the dynamic here instead of Sakaki and I just kind of going back and forth. And my dog's barking. That's cool. I'll just keep that in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, I don't know if you saw in the Skype chat, but I also made a, another edit with uh, Goku. With, with the ah, that's me yelling. I was I was just snickering at that, and uh, it, it took everything for me to like not. I give you permission to post that on the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> My original content, TM, do not steal. <laughs> it's basically verified Goku saying, "I'm at Pilaf's castle roof, and my butt's too big to fit into rusty shingles." Ah, that's me yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Tweeted at one forty nine p.m. December second, nineteen fifty five. Oh fuck! Well, at least at least if anybody steals your meme, we. Oh wait, let me put a watermark on it. (laughs) (laughs) Just covering the whole thing. Um, uh... No, but yeah, Marion. Again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Again, I I think I think you really added to the dynamics here, and I really appreciate that. I'm really glad that you had me on, and I'm glad that like all jokes aside, like you really did get me on for this episode because like seriously, like this is like peak dragon ball for me like for this is what i remember it being and uh like this is the reason why i kind of do prefer like the earlier stuff to the action heavy dragon ball z stuff so no i get you um well i mean um hopefully sooner rather than later we can have you back on for another episode in the future um we'll have to we'll have to plan that out at some point uh I think you might have given me another episode or two that you might want to be on, but we, we could figure that out later. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I mean, I guess with all that, um, Marion, I guess, uh, do you want to go ahead and uh, plug your stuff and let people know where they can find you? Of course. Thank you. Uh, I'm on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at microwavy. The E is before the V. Uh, I have a card in my description with like all the other projects I, I'm a part of and like work on. Uh, I I, po- I co-host a bunch of other podcasts like the Good Friends Anime Club. That's at Good Friends Cast on Twitter. Uh, I co-host a lot of stuff with Sakaki uh, and our friend V-Lord. We're part of the Demon Slayer podcast for uh, the manga episodes. Uh, that's at D-Slayer Podcast on Twitter. We also have Oversoul, the Shaman King podcast. That's at Shaman King Pod on Twitter. And I am the actual host of Saturday Night Shoggy. That's at Sat Night Shoggy. It's a podcast dedicated to bringing news, updates, discussions on like Shogakukan manga uh like uh, stuff from like shonen sunday or big comic spirits whatever you name it uh we have a lot of stuff in the works i'm really happy with like how it's been going so far uh our second episode had an interview with the letterer for uh call of the night volume one uh it's the latest manga in english by Kodoyama, who uh wrote nagashi kashi you might have known that from the anime adaptation uh yeah and uh, what else? I'm on Haiku Pod. Uh, that one's on hiatus until more stuff happens. Maybe like more anime. Like uh, sometimes I guest on my Hero Academia podcast. Uh, you can check that out. Kendra's a lovely person. She also uh, is the main host of Haiku Pod. Uh, besides that, I'm also a writer of reviews and editorials. Uh, you can find most of my stuff on tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, I recently uh, 
as of recording this, uh, I did publish an article or an editorial like this weekend about Boba Bull, uh, which tons of people have given me great feedback on it. So thank you so much. It was really great. I loved reading it. I'm really happy that with how it turned out too. So I really appreciate it. Uh, and I also, on Sakaki's uh, Shonen Sunday blog, the WSS Talkback, I put up a big comprehensive manga guide for stuff that has come out since like the fall of 2020 uh, up to like spring like right now uh 2021 it was a lot i read like 19 volumes of manga and that wasn't even like everything that came out (laughs) but uh (laughs) i did uh i did bring up like all the other stuff that i didn't read and yeah there's there's a lot of stuff out there uh if you want to know what kind of manga shogakukan publishes i got you there's definitely something for everyone, and I'm really happy with uh, how that also came out. No, I'm, I'm like, I read through it, I'm like massively imp- impressed by that, and I've been trying to, I've been trying to get people everywhere I know to read it and to look through it, and some people have been, I mean, Yen Press liked it immediately <laughs> after I tweeted it, so. Wow. And we, Yen Press, if you're listening, <laughs> my teams are open. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it really, I, besides all that, it was really impressive. If you haven't read it, you should give it a look. Just, you could discover some great Shogakukan stuff from it. Why don't you drag your balls on over to wsstalkback.blog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You don't need balls. I just went wee wee wee, and Marion just shat out a, a great review. So that that's <laughs> drag your drag your genitalia over. <laughs> drag your ass, come on, Colton, get with the times. I was trying to be inclusive, but like, yeah, that's probably better. Anyway, that don't a, don't, don't listen a, to don't listen to me. I'm not here. That was silly. <laughs> you fucking science teacher. Uh, <laughs> Besides that, uh, I think, oh yeah, uh, one more thing. I also write for, I have my own personal blog, and that's heavensdoorknob.wordpress.com. I update that very, very sporadically. Uh, Sometimes I get stuff from Biz to review. Uh, I have two things that I want to publish soon uh, that I just have to get to reading. Well, I already read the first one. I read uh, Four Volumes of Chainsaw Man, so I'm going to write about that maybe this week. And... I also, I, I guess I'll tease it here because probably by the time this episode is up publicly, it'll be out. Uh, I did get uh, the new book Ask Iwata, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read and write about that because uh, I I have a, a very fond appreciation for that man, and I'm I'm happy we got some kind of book adding to his legacy. So that'll probably be up by the time this episode's public. So I don't care. Uh, m- most likely, yes. But yeah, I mean, I just follow all of Marion's stuff. Please give me the clout. <laughs> Don't, I, I'm not um, begging. <laughs> they're they're honestly they're an amazing person, and I I would not I would not have him on any of my shows if I didn't think so. So, but yeah, I guess um, Sakaki. Uh, I I know Marion probably took up like sixty percent of your plugs, but go ahead and plug go ahead and plug whatever else you have. Please go, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I warmed the floor up for you. All I got is this and. At Kirovon, K I I R O V O N on Twitter. Oh, and WSS Talkback, at WSS Talkback on Twitter, which is pretty much just the Twitter. Well, if the blog is like reviews and translations and st- of interviews and stuff like that, the Twitter is where like news happens. That's where I cover like all the latest news as much as I can find. And like there are a bunch of magazine centric 
uh, Twitter accounts there, but we're the only one that covers the entire magazine every week. <laughs> so I'm gonna take that crown and I'm gonna I'm gonna wear it because like shit, like nobody else does that. So like a fucking boss, exactly. I mean, it's a lot of work, but it's the one thing that keeps us out from the pretenders. No, let me not say that because I don't know. I'm actually friends with people who run these accounts, and I don't need them being <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, that's like WS's talkback does you know news. I mean, like tomorrow we'll probably have a you know a run through of the issue of Sunday. I hope so because I got a lot of stuff personally going on, and yeah, so I'm hoping to because this is a pretty big issue because it's the issue that Comey's anime was revealed in <laughs> so like yeah there's bound to be a lot of stuff to talk about there um and as always yeah i almost forgot anybody that's interested in writing about shikaku khan stuff it could be shown sunday it could be big comic spirits it could be guests on it could be a series that's currently running it's a series that ended years ago we're always looking for new blood because like um we have one other writer besides marion and Although everybody does their best, and I'm really happy to have everybody part of me, part of the blog and part of the Twitter, it'd be super nice to have new blood because, like, I'm sure there are people that have opinions about Shogakukan stuff that I would have never thought of, and I'd always love reading them, even the dissenting ones, even the ones that are like, you know, like Comey's garbage. I, I still want to hear why you think that. So, I mean, you're wrong, but. You know, <laughs> I still want to hear why you're wrong. No, I mean, but all things. <laughs> Very elegant way to put it. Look, look forward to uh, Sakaki's new blog post on uh, the weekly Chicago condition. Why Comey is trash coming soon. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, <laughs> like, uh, it's funny because I was talking to somebody. I was talking to CJ today and he was like, you got to write a Comey thing now. It's getting an anime. I'm like, I guess I could. <laughs> but like, yeah, well, we'll that's that's another place to find me. Uh. Yeah, Marion pretty much cover most of the other places I'm on. Like, I, I write for Tsunami Faithful too, as I just said. I got something that I probably should get to before the end of the month. Hopefully, I will be able to. Um, and yeah, I translate things for the blog. I really are a lot of things I wish I could get to that I haven't, but we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that's and of course here and yeah, that's me. All right, uh, please. Uh, as always, follow Sakaki on uh, everything he does and every everywhere he is. Just, just follow him. He has good stuff, too. Um, as for me, I'm Colton. You could find me on Twitter at SniperKing323. Um, surprisingly enough, if you could believe it, I also do my fair share of other podcasts besides this one. That you can find links to over on my personal blog at coltoncorner.wordpress.com. Uh, I have links to other shows such as uh, One Podcast Prevails, a uh, Detective Conan slash Case Closed podcast that I do with my good friend Doctor from the Ask Backwards Anime podcast, as well as the Manga Mavericks podcast that you can find over at allcomic.com that I also host with uh, my good friend Lam Ramayasha, where we just talk about anything manga-related, news, whatever we're whatever manga we're reading. Um, and so, yeah, you know, just go listen to my other stuff if you're interested. If if for some reason you are listening to this and you're not already aware of my other podcasts or whatever, go listen to my other stuff. You might find something you'll enjoy, probably, maybe, I don't know. Um, all right, but as for everything for this podcast in particular, uh, you should follow us on Twitter at AnotherDBPod. Uh, that's basically where you'll get the latest updates on the podcast moving forward. Again, that's at AnotherDBPod on Twitter. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you should send us an email over at uh, anotherdbpod at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts on whatever we talked about this episode, any thoughts on any past episodes we talked about, 
or even thoughts on episodes we haven't even covered yet. Uh, we would love to get some emails from you guys. Uh, we haven't gotten any emails yet, but you know, if you send us an email, we'll read it on the show. Like we we would love to get feedback from you guys just in general. Um, and so yeah, again, that's at another dbpod at gmail.com. I guess one other thing that uh, I haven't been very good about uh, promoting at the end of the show lately, but I should really rectify that is that uh, our wonderful album art that you see on our public feeds and whatnot uh, was provided to us by my good friend and wonderful artist Taylor, uh, who you could find on Twitter at TaySamey. That's T A Y S A M E Y. Uh, once again, she's a good friend of mine and a wonderful artist, and. Uh, you know, I think she did a wonderful job on her album art, and I couldn't be any prouder of it. Again, special thanks to her. Please go follow her if you want to, you know, commission some art from her. I'm sure she'd really appreciate it. Uh, but speaking of our public feeds, if you're not already, you should subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts or basically wherever you listen to podcasts. We should be on a bunch of different uh, platforms at this point. Um, but especially on Apple Podcasts, you know, if you leave us a rating, a review, or both, you know, it really helps the visibility of our show, and uh, that's kind of important considering this is a newer show at the moment, and uh, I, I would like this podcast to reach as many listeners as possible, and uh, again, you could do that by, once again, leaving us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. Um, if you are listening to any of our public feeds and you happen to catch up on, uh, you know, however many podcasts are out on our public feed, the good news is that you have five new episodes of Another Day, Another Adventure waiting for you at patreon.com slash manga mavericks in particular, uh, where if you sign up for the $3 tier, you'll get access to the five newest episodes of this podcast before they're uploaded on the main feed. Uh, essentially, every time I upload a new podcast episode to the Patreon, uh, we will take an old episode and put it up on our public feed. Uh, that's kind of how we're alternating at the moment. So yeah, uh, what, whatever you see on, on any of our main feeds is not all that's available. Um, but yeah, basically we're uploading new, the newest episode to the podcast that we record and edit uh, up on our Patreon feed. Uh, basically as a way for people to, uh, you know, if you, if, you, if you like this podcast and you're like, oh, man, I want to listen to more of this podcast. I wish there was more. Well, guess what? There is more if you really, really want it. Obviously, we'll eventually put those episodes on our main feed. But if you want to listen to them sooner and you want to actually be up to date on this podcast, again, those five newest episodes uh, at any given time are at patreon.com slash manga mavericks. And so, yeah, we really appreciate the support as well. And so, yeah, I think um, I think that's going to be about it for the show. Uh, join us next time where we are going to talk about episodes 14 to 16 with a special guest, another special guest. We're going to keep them rolling, um, keep them coming. And uh, yeah, I guess, again, that's about it. Uh, we'll see you guys another day for another adventure. And uh, yeah, I guess 
again, that's about it. Uh, we'll see you guys another day for another adventure. Fly, 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 my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Romantic any other songs you want to add to this uh, Dragon Ball melody? <laughs> oh, uh, I got one. I got one for you. Uh, if you start, if you start singing um, "Departure from Hunter Hunter," I'm leaving. <laughs> oh no! What the fuck? That, that would have been amazing. I'm trying to remember how we got a power. <laughs> we I was got just... power, Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh wait <laughs> the soldier boy version <laughs> you <laughs> oh and when uh, uh what is it when uh when you see like goku with king kai it's like biggie and tupac <laughs> that shit was so funny the edit is godlike uh. oh man well okay you guys can stop recording now <laughs> Alrighty, awesome. that sounds good. Bye-bye, ブルマたちと別れた孫悟空は亀仙人のもとへと向かいます。来週からは厳しい修行が待ってるぞ。<笑>